I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. Gather around the campfire, everyone. It's time for the, the Connor and Smith Show. On a short attention span Sunday. Tell us a story or tell us some stories. Quick. Um, we have three stories for you real quick. We're going to hit uh, two are local. One is national, maybe worldwide. Uh, first story. This just in. Uh, what's that? Uh, we have to take a break. All right, we'll tell the story right after this break. Okay, we're back. Uh, first story is the Goat Man. Um, so, constructing the outline of the Goat Man's life is tricky, but the files offer this starting point. He was once an employee at the National Agricultural Research Center in Prince George's County, where he conducted unspecified research on goats. Then something went wrong. Terribly wrong. And this is where the story gets really murky. At some point, he turned himself into an evil hybrid half-man, half-goat. He started to carry an axe, though the files do not explain how he was able to clutch it tightly with a cloven hoof. So that's a little wonky. Most sources say he has always stuck close to Fletchertown Road in Bowie, but others have spotted him as far south as Charles County. His name is Goatman, and his story, patchy as it is, is one of thousands of local legends that can be pieced together using the files hidden in 32 cardboard boxes in a back room of the University of Maryland's McKeldin Library. Um, the lids of the boxes have been taped shut, the dates on some of the files are more than half a century old, and the paper clips affixed to them have oxidized, bonding onto onion skin typing paper in a rusted crust. They're not, in other words, the kind of files scholars consult every day. But the title's so esoteric, so one sort of jumped from the folders and grabbed the eye. Tales of Ghosts and Boogeyman of Anne Arundel County, 1978. The Tragic Comedy of the Gasoline Shortage, 1974. Folklore of Boy Scout Troop 299 of Hyattsville, Maryland, 1989. Um, Goatman, who he is, where he lives, and what he does, 1971. Collectively called the Maryland Folklore Archive, the files have been dormant for about 10 years, but from the early 50s to 1990, English students at Frostburg State University, Salisbury State, <laughs> not a Salisbury State. Salisbury State University and the University of Maryland were periodically assigned to ask area residents about local legends and transcribe what they heard. Hence, they created the archive. Um, so, there's, much like anything, there's, this is like the Bunny Man legend. Um, people say he's intensely mad at young people um, and they don't know why. Uh, there's there's a lot of other rumors uh, about what this person's uh, real. There's 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 lots of animal experiments that apparently happened back then, um, which is not you know unheard of. Unfortunately, a lot of things where they tried to you know do different chemicals in cows and goats and different things, and something happened with a fire in the goat uh, experiment barn and. I think from there the story just got wackadoo and there's alleged photos but nothing that really seems real but yet this is a legend that has persisted uh, Prince George County and Arundel County and around the Beltsville Agricultural Farm which is one of the largest uh, agricultural farms research centers in America um, so that's Goatman anybody got anything on Goatman any any other things to add please 
leave us a little message uh, through the Anchor app. We'd love to hear more about it. It would be super fun if the Bunny Man Brewery, Brewery Company actually offered a Goatman cheese plate. Oh, goat cheese. Or something that would go along with that legend that was a goat cheese um, plate with some little crackers, uh, little petite toasts, and... Um, they could call it, yeah, the goat, G-O-A-T, man. Exactly. The greatest of all time. <laughs> um, all right, we'll be right back. From award-winning journalist and author, Michael Lee Pope, The Ghosts of Alexandria. His spellbinding book tells of historical intrigue, the brutal beginnings of a port city, romances that end in tragedy, restless spirits like the tomb of the female stranger who's said to haunt Gadsby's tavern, and the three falling ghosts of the Carlisle House. Explore the supernatural journey of the Ghosts of Alexandria, available at ArcadiaPublishing.com. We're back. Okay, next local lore. In American folklore, Chessie is a sea monster said to live in, in the midst of the Chesapeake Bay. Claims of sightings appear in local media and regionally themed books from 1936 onward. Over time, the figure developed an, into an environmental icon associated with the ecological health of the Chesapeake Bay and continues to play a role in modern popular culture. The earliest purported sighting of a Chessie-like creature may have been from a military helicopter flying over Bush River in 1936. Something reptilian and unknown in the water was observed by the helicopter's crew. According to Matt Lake in Weird Maryland, two perch fish fishermen... Weird Maryland? Yep, it's a book, I guess. Oh, funny. Uh, two perch fishermen, Francis Clarman and Edward J. Ward, spotted something in the water near Baltimore in 1943. This thing was about 75 yards away at right angles from our boat. At first, it looked like something floating in the water. It was black, and part of it, the part of it that was out of the water, seemed about 12 feet long. It has a head about as big as a football and shaped somewhat like a horse's head. It turned its head around several times, almost all the way around. 1978, witnesses claimed to have seen Chessie near southern Maryland's Calvert Cliff State Park and in the Potomac River in Westmoreland County, Virginia. A sketch of an unknown sea creature drawn by boater Trudy Guthrie was published by the Evening Sun in September 1980. It Thank was, you, Trudy. Yep, it was... It was later identified as a manatee from Florida. Manatees are occasionally sighted in the area. Did not know that. Unlike the reports of a serpentine creature, manatees create a smooth footprint as they move rather than undulating from side to side. In 1982, Robert and Karen Frew supposedly videotaped Chessie near Kent Island. Their video shows a brownish object moving side to side like an aquatic snake. Another claim of a sighting of the beast occurred in 1997 off the shore of Fort Smallwood Park, very close to the shore. Um, I guess what's interesting, you can find that on YouTube, uh, the, the transformation of the figure into an environmental um, kind of champion for not polluting the bay. It's actually a really smart marketing turn. Um, but uh, that is basically all that we have on Chessie besides that YouTube video. Uh, there's so many lake monsters. There's, of course, Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster. Hence, this is called Chessie. There's Champ, which is Lake Champlain's monster. There's uh, Chessie. There's uh, there's uh, 
Chaho. There's um Are you just making Chaho up? Cheery. These are all found in Lake No, I'm just kidding, Lake Tahoe, Lake Erie. Um, I think there are similar things in, in a lot of these lakes. And there's a lot of thought that they're they're large uh, eels, um, which can get to be about twelve feet long. That just kind of have weird uh, structures that make them stand up in the water. I mean... Who knows? Who knows, indeed. We are going to take one last break. We will be right back. For generations, people in Fairfax, Virginia have heard tales of the Bunny Man. Now, Bunny Man Brewing offers a tasty array of high-quality microbrews with a rotation of unique flavors. Come by to have a sample, and maybe even catch a glimpse of the legendary hopper. But bring a friend, because you don't ever want to drink alone. Check our hours and see what's on tap at bunnymanbrewing.com. Alright, we're back. Our last is a more worldwide phenomenon known as black-eyed kids um these are otherwise normal looking children that when you kind of get close you see their entire eyes are black there's not any white and they usually are asking to be invited somewhere or given a ride um and there's just something off-putting or unsettling about them they're a relatively new phenomenon i think starting in the 70s 80s going through the 90s um I think they've been aided and embedded by Reddit and different uh, forums like that, that people just kind of make up stories about them. Um, they're always children? Yeah. Uh, there's theories that they're aliens. There's theaters. That, theaters. There's theaters. There are theaters. But there are theories. I don't know what my wordology is tonight. It's uh, People believe they're demons. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, but as much as we can tell... They started popping up in the 80s. Um, no one has a photograph? No, no. I mean, there is a weird ring cam photo of one um, that who knows if it was faked or if it was contacts. It's the internet age. Anything can be made sure. real. Yeah. Um, but the the reports are always that uh, they need to be invited in. And if you invite them in, uh, bad things will happen. Um is there a not- notorious, like, big story no. of, like, aha? Because I've heard of the the black-eyed kids, yeah. unlike the black-eyed peas, the band, or the black sea. Yeah, there's sightings of both of those. But not the black-eyed kids. Well, I mean, there's people who say they saw them, but it's like going through a cryptozoology book of things that's like, and then uh, Pete, Pete so-and-so <laughs> saw them one day. Isn't it also one of those things, kind of like sleep paralysis, where sometimes these sort of visions of kids also appear kind of in your middle-awake dreams? These, these are not... Sleep paralysis we could do a whole thing on, because that's real. Yeah. Um, but these are not like... No, these are things that people find outside like of a 7-Eleven or on their doorstep or at a street corner there's always two hmm. um there there's always an older one and a younger one hmm. um but 
you know, anything from extraterrestrials, vampires, ghosts, demons, uh, Satan children, uh, anything. Um, there's been lots of reports, but again, I, I really feel like this one is a little, um, I think this one's more Reddit based than, uh, any kind of possible natural explanation feels like I saw that too. It's here's a creepy story. Creepy kids. Kids are creepy. Um, anyway, that's black eyed kids. I'm not so much a believer in that. Um, not that I'm a believer of like everything or anything. I think usually stories have origins in some kind of event or thing. And then the, the you know, the telephone game used to be <laughs> the telephone game was the, the primitive internet, right? It was like, well, I heard this gossip was the first internet. Um, so that's black eyed kids. Well, this brings us to the close of the fourth week. Can you believe it? Um, we are getting into October next weekend. Ooh. Very excited. Um, I want to thank all of our guests this past week. Um, we've had some amazing time talking to the unsettling toy removal and rehoming people. Um, we talked to Ashley Goff about uh, primitive burial things and, and ghosts. ghosts. And we had, Spirit. We had uh, the... Ghosts of Alexandria with Michael Pope. Um, so thank you so much for everyone who's come on, and we'll have more exciting stuff from you next time. Hey, have you heard? There is a merchandise store. I have been driving that point home. Um, we have a, a bunch of great stuff. We'll actually have our merch in hand by the next podcast, so we'll probably do a Facebook Live or something fashion show modeling it. Um, if you want to know more about us, www.connorsmithmusicals.com. Connor with an ER. Find us on Facebook under Connor and Smith. Connor with an ER yet again. Um, please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. It really helps us out a lot. And as we always say, never, never stop questioning. questioning. Bye, everybody. Bye.